We're always driving to dance lessons. So we signed up for Know Your Drive. We save money and get closer to her dancing dreams. The daring young man on the flying trapeze. Or maybe her singing dreams. Sign up for Know Your Drive and save up to 20%. American Family Insurance. Insure carefully, dream fearlessly. Products not available in every state. Discount terms apply. Visit amfam.com slash knowyourdrive for details. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. This season, a full heart doesn't mean a full house. We're still gathering, just virtually. And we're still connecting, safely. Traditions keep us close, even when we can't be together. Think big, plan small. Let's save lives, Columbus. Talking Single is a podcast featuring three strong women raised between Lagos and London, but we all live in London. We talk about life, love, and everything in between, challenging stereotypes and questioning what it means to be a woman navigating life today. Our podcast is called Talking Single simply because it's what we do and who we are. Enjoy. Hello, um, welcome back to the Talking Single podcast. First, I want to acknowledge that 2020 has and still is a very eventful year. And as we all continue to push through, um, let's put some time aside for some mindfulness and self-care. So sending you all some love from Talking Single. In one of our previous episodes, we discussed the use of sex toys. And to follow on from that, um, we selected a topic that raises questions about modern sexuality and how things have progressed over time. Today, we're talking about women's sexual freedom in the modern age. So female sexuality has historically been perceived as being subordinate to male sexuality and as something to be controlled through various restrictions on human, um, on female sexual behavior. So today we'll discuss if this has changed and um, what the differences and nuances are. So hosting today is me, Keisha, the fun-loving unromantic. And here with me is a full house. So we've got Crystal, the love addict. Hey, Crystal. Recovering love addict. Recovering love addict. Namaste. Namaste. And then we've got Ruby, the cautious romantic. Hello, everybody. And then we've got two guests today. One is our resident um, expert, Rashida. Introduce yourself, please. Hello. Um, oh, yeah. I'm the resident um, sexual educator for young persons, not adults. That's right. That's right. Thank you. <laughs> I thought it better to let her do that because I always forget and mix it up. <laughs> So, and we've got back again, we've got um, JP, who was with us on the Black Lives Matter episode, and who um, apparently is a commitment phobe, um, and he's here to give us a male perspective on this topic. So thank you for joining us again, JP. Can you uh, introduce yourself again and let, um, let our audience know what your love persona is? Yeah, um, thank you. Uh, my name is JP, and thanks for having me on. Um, my love persona is, I mean, in regards to how I feel like I'm actually a very um, uh, sensitive kind of person. Uh, That's what I get told from a lot of people, but I'm also very good at kind of this, uh, like kind of uh, detaching my emotions in certain situations. So I'm kind of a, a very feely person as well as a very thinky person. And, and like us, ladies, are you single? Are you talking single at the moment? I am. I am. Um, I am seeing... I, I would still class myself as single, although I am probably seeing a few people. Okay, okay. All right, so I'm going to roll on straight into the questions. So let me start by asking everybody if, in pursuit of sexual pleasure, do we think women are more sexually adventurous today than they were in the 90s? Or do we think women are perceived to still sort of lie back in missionary and think of England? Ruby, what do you think? Um, I, I, I think, yeah, women are more adventurous. I mean, I don't know what it was like in the 90s because I wasn't really in that space. But I know today you hear more conversation about 
um, women wanting to be sexually satisfied, um, owning their sexual satisfaction, looking for ways to be more um, sexually aware and overt. So you do see that happening more today. I think the days of women lying back and thinking of England are, are gone, certainly in our generation. Uh, that's my perspective. I don't know, Crystal, what's your, what's your thoughts? Yeah, I totally agree. I can't speak um, for the 90s, but then um, I wonder if they were kind of more quiet about what they did and if that's why we don't know whether they were a bit more adventurous than we think. But mm. we definitely, I think women today are definitely more adventurous. We don't just sit back, we say what we want, we say what we like. And I feel like a lot more women are open about their sexuality as well than the previous, um, uh, the, the, the previous generation, say. Um, what do you think, Rashida? Yeah, I think you guys have said everything I was going to say, as in the only thing I'll add to it is, I guess with technology, women are more able, as in you're more, it's easier to connect with more people and it just seems more acceptable now to just, whatever you however you want to fly your flag, you just fly it and everybody's okay and happy and accepting. What about you, JP? I actually think, um, I mean, just from my experience, like I said, I've not been around in the 90s, but I think the more that, um, the more independence that women have, the more safe they feel to, to express their, themselves sexually and be more outspoken um, personally. So I'm just thinking of like, you know, my grandma and my mom and stuff like that and, you know, how they were in their relationships versus, you know, some of the um, women that I know today in relationships and yeah. Okay, okay. I mean, I think women are definitely more adventurous and I think that's the consensus here. Um, I think women are happy to try new things to get that, oh, so, you know. <laughs> <laughs> the hallelujah I'm coming, I'm coming. Mm, I wonder, is, that, is that the next question what sounds we make um, no moving on my second question is this with the rise of porn and the fact that even mainstream media has started showcasing a lot more adventurous sex it's not like um odds anymore to see an orgy in a movie or to see somebody bring out like um, um, a whip or sort of paddles or something. I mean, it's, it's, it's shown in comedies, it's shown in dramas, it's like literally out there now. Um, do we think that men have also become a lot more adventurous? Um, Rashida, what do you think? Um, not just in men. I think generally as human beings, we're more well i don't even know if it's more adventurous i'm just thinking from perspective of technology and the internet and social media and all of these different re online resources it's just brought more people it's given people an easier way to kind of communicate their needs so they probably were just as adventurous but in the 60s you'd only be adventurous with people within your geographical yeah. geographical location but now you can connect with more people so it's easier to kind of express yourself sexually so I'm not really sure if they've changed that much or not mm. it might just be technology they're just bringing everybody together and it's easier to kind of express your freedom okay let me get a male perspective here JP do you think that men are more adventurous than sort of back in the day do you think men's sexual awakening has happened in uh, this uh, century? Um, I think more men are trying out what they see on pornographies, for sure. Um, especially young men. Um, more adventurous, I think they've always been, I don't know, I feel like we've always been looking for uh, like new ways of spicing it up a little bit. So, mm. yeah, maybe, <laughs> maybe we have become a little bit more adventurous um, in that sense. But I think, honestly, that uh, probably pornography has got uh, something to do with that. Okay. Okay. Um, I don't know, you know. I don't know if 
men are more adventurous than they used to be. Um, but I would say maybe porn may not be the only reason. Mm. Um, maybe women are also more open now, where maybe before you try something with a prostitute rather than with your main chick. Yeah. And now you would, you know, you would suggest it to your partner maybe and they would be up for it because we're all more sexually adventurous now. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, do we think women are judged by their choice of sexual partner more than a man would be? Um, for example, I mean, you know, I've, I've had conversations where, you know, they're like, oh, he's shorter than you are or maybe from the wrong tribe or, you know, something like that. Like, do you think the choice of partner that you pick, um, your family or friends or people around you would judge you based on that? Or would have some kind of opinion? Um, let me answer that. Yeah. So just thinking from a woman's perspective, as in from most women, you always have these, oh, he has to be tall, he has to be dark, he has to have a job and blah, 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 blah. Generally, for a lot of men, as long, well, no, not generally. From a number of guy friends I know, as long as the girl is pretty and she can speak well, every other thing is not that, not that yeah. It's not, it's, they're not as bound, I think, by different status and class. And yeah. Like. So I think it's easier for, easier for men than it is for women. I totally agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we're the ones that would put different things like, oh, he has to be cute, he has to be That's rich, right. he has to be do all of that. Oh, he has to have a certain age bracket, he has exactly. to have an education, a job, you know, yeah. Yeah, so just, we, I think we put that on ourselves. But then, I wonder, if if that's, I wonder yeah, if that's because when we are um, looking at um, sexual partners, we're thinking beyond sex. Mm, um, and yes. you're thinking about them from a relationship perspective, whereas mm. guys probably are thinking about it purely as a sexual encounter. So mm. let's put it this mm. way, the, the, the standard is lower, if you like, or it's yeah. more kind of defined. But for women, I guess sometimes when you look at a guy, you're not just thinking about, you know, hitting and quitting. You're thinking, hmm, maybe this... What would he look like on the wedding day? <laughs> no. <laughs> so maybe that's why, because, yeah... And also, you think about, hmm, how will this guy look uh, with me and my friends? Will they judge me? Mm-hmm. And so I think it's that that we sometimes put on ourselves as women as well. Um, Are those things really important, though? Uh, that's a whole different topic, but yeah. Uh, I guess if you're choosing a sexual partner, if you're just mainly just as a woman, just looking for someone to have sex with, you're not thinking whether he's short tall or looks good on the wedding day you're just looking to have sex but most of us tend to think in the long term yeah. we're thinking oh will he make a good partner so we're thinking of both maybe may yeah, exactly. and I guess it shouldn't matter if it shouldn't matter but I guess it also depends on what you're looking for yeah. because I think I mean, it's I, I about who you're attracted to sorry mm. Keisha there's about who you're attracted to and then who you see as a good I don't know, partner for life. Mm-hmm. So, and women don't just think about who they're attracted to. At least that's what yeah. I see. We don't just think about, oh, is he a fine boy? You know, you're thinking about, hmm, you know. Well, well, he might be cute. But do you think, do we think that maybe that's a bit of a problem sometimes? Because they're men who we shouldn't be thinking of in that way because they're actually not good for us. And maybe we do stick to some men longer than we should do because we're thinking, oh, he might, you know, this could lead into a relationship or this could lead into marriage where we should just have had sex with them once, twice and moved and kept it moving, which is what guys would do. Yeah. Yeah. True talk. I mean, there's this barrier that we need to overcome as women. If that's what we yes. want to do, if you know you're going to be with someone for sex, just be with the guy for sex. If that's yeah. what you want. Not always have to end in a relationship or in a in a marriage but i don't know whether it's it's our own if we're putting pressure on our own selves or we think badly of our own selves for going out and just having sex for the sake of it i think specifically that um women judge each other 
And I think that's where a lot of, to me, I think that's where a lot of it comes from. It's all well and good you looking for a partner, but if nobody had to know, you'd probably sleep with the guy, you know, and just hush, hush and keep it moving. Yeah. But if it's the case of you have to, you know, be sleeping with him and take him to, you know, family or friends or parties and things, you, you can never, you, you think you'll be judged. So in which case, you'd like to do it on the down low, you know, and, and not have people or, you know, whoever's judgment be out there. Yeah. Also yeah. depends on your persona, right? Your love persona, because I mean, if I speak personally for myself, being like this kind of romantic person, I never, well, let me say never, but most times I'm not just looking for a sexual partner. So there, and that's just my makeup right that's just how I am sometimes I I just I just want to hit it and quit it but most Mm -hmm. times it's the relationship and that means that the person I want to be with yeah it's not just about being a fine boy Mm. but if you wanted something more or something less then it just depends on your you know your persona at that time I guess but we do judge ourselves right and I think as you grow older you realize that it's you, it's, it's just you, it's not anybody else, so you better make yourself happy. And exactly. it takes age to get to that point of yes, realization so. for women. I think it's really difficult for women to come out and say, I'm just smashing that guy, nothing's going to happen, mm. because you feel like your friends are going to be like, why? Why are you just smashing that guy? Why isn't it leading anywhere? Mm. But I think there are a lot of women who are doing it on the D-low. They've got yeah. that that boy on the side that they call when they have needs, mm-hmm. but nobody knows about that boy. <laughs> there you go. Well, JP, what's your opinion on that? <laughs> Let me throw the same question back at you. I mean, do you think women are judged on who they pick to have sex with? I think, um, I, I don't, I, I mean, in, in the circle of women, I'm not really too sure, but I would assume that, um, but yeah, women are probably more judged for the people that they're hooking up with um, and kind of how they do it as well. I just feel like there's more judgment in the community of women um, than in amongst men. I mean, like, at the end of the day, you know, guys give each other high fives for, you know, going out there and hooking up with a lot of girls. Mm-hmm. Whereas, you know, if a girl does it, then it's like, you know, it's a double standard there. So, yeah. you know, they're not seen in the same light. So... Yeah, I think that women are judged for it, which is why I can imagine that they would, they probably wouldn't tell uh, their, their friends or, you know, their family about the guy that they're kind of seeing on the down low. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that's starting to change maybe a little bit, just not really fast enough. There's still definitely a double mm. standard. Yeah. 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 All right. So that takes us to the body count, though. So, like, let's say if... if we say the body count is the number of people you've had actual penetrated sex with, not counting, you know, how intimate the makeout with, or, you know, how much stuff you did, you know, oink, oink. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, if there hasn't been any penetration, doesn't count. It does not count. That's right. You tell them, Rashida. No, actually, no. Well, there are two holes. Oh, there are two holes. No, because I heard, I heard this a long, long time ago, that, that some Asian girls yeah. have to be married as virgins. So they do it from the other hole. Oh, if you do it from the other hole, you ain't getting this virgin. It doesn't count. But, oh, no, actually, I think, I made up this rule. Every woman has three chances to undo stuff. Oh, yeah. yes. So you have three people that if you have sex with them and it's shit, you just count. You just count. Okay, um, can I just modify that rule? Because there's only three three oh, no it's just it's just a thing that i've just said like well, if, you, if, if one time you learn like okay there's no, some things you watch yeah. out for but think about it there are some people that the anticipation is like next level then when you get to actual sex you're like Ah, and then no, they're like, I want to go back and try it again, just in case. No, 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 not three times with the same person. It's oh. three different people. Let me clarify. Okay, okay, okay. Oh, okay. Uh, I, mean, no, I was, I was worried. Worried. You do one time and it's shit. You're just like, nah. All right. I'll pass. <laughs> okay, so Keisha, what was the question? Well, the question was, do we feel that high body count numbers for women are frowned upon? 
But you know, I'm not sure what numbers are gonna um yeah. <laughs> let me let me just tell you a story of something that happened to me. So okay, does it involve body count? It involves body count. Okay. So okay, <laughs> there was good one or bad. Just listen. Okay. There, was this, there was this. My uncle sent this. You know this story. My uncle sent this pastor to pray for me. So we had a conversation on the phone, and the pastor concluded after our conversation that the reason I'm single is because God is punishing me for my sins. So, and of course, and of course, these sins involve sexual sex. So I had a really big argument with him about, dude, no, the God I serve, he don't punish people that way, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. And he argued with me. We argued for ages. Anyway, he then proceeded to ask me if I have ever given anyone oral sex. What? This is coming from a pastor, by the way. And the way he asked, he was like, hey, God forgive me for asking me. God help me ask her this question. Holy Spirit is guiding me. Mm. Holy Spirit, please don't let her slap me. Are you ever giving all our sex? Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry you had to go through that. I'm so sorry you had to go through that. And I was like, um, yeah. And he was like, well, that is a very sinful act. Mm-hmm. You should not be using the mouth you used to praise God to do such a disgusting thing. Oh. And then he told me to go and write down all the names of the boys. Write down all the names of the boys you slept with. Oh, <laughs> and as I was doing this, I, it was so traumatic. <laughs> You see, that brings me back to the thing I said a few minutes ago. Yeah. You have the three chances oh, to If you had that rule, three of those men would have not even so, been some of them, Some of them didn't make the list, but I had forgotten that I was with those guys. <laughs> <laughs> after I made the list. Anyway, that's my story. Alrighty then. So, um, Ruby, <laughs> what would you like to share? Uh, after that, I don't think I can follow. Uh, that, was, um, that was a little bit intense. Um... Look, I know that um, I know that women are judged by number counting. I remember, I, I think there's a rule that says whatever number you say for a woman, you double it, and for a guy, you divide it by two, and then you get the real number. So that says something, right? That I think, I don't know, I feel like if it's more than, I think somebody said to me once that if it's more than on one hand, and you're in, if the number is more than on one hand and you're in your 30s, then there's something wrong that you need deliverance. Somebody told me that, and I was like, ah, in that case, I think I need more than deliverance. <laughs> I'll leave it there. Me, I think for me, generally, when we're growing up, the idea that all women would sleep with so many men was such a terrible thing. Yeah. But as I've grown older, I forced myself to unlearn that thing. So if somebody decides to have sex, a woman decides to have sex with 100 men, as long as she's being safe and that's what she wants to do, do you and you know scientifically yeah and (laughs) and also the thing is but sometimes i must i must as much as i've made that um conscious decision within myself to stop judging women on numbers i must be honest I i think internally i'm still because of the years and years and years of conditioning mm. uh, or learning or being taught to judge women based on the number of men they've slept with. Sometimes when maybe you're watching telly and the girl sleeps with the guy on the first date, I'm like, oh, such a hoe. But I'm like, actually, no, she wants to sleep with him. Let her do it. Mm. I don't care. As in, as long as she's being safe and she's happy. So mm. I think it's something, well, to summarize, I think it's something, well, from my own African perspective, it's been, oh, no, you have to keep your numbers as low as you can. But actually, no, I don't care. Do you, as long as you're happy, do you. Just wanted to say also, just to build on what um, she said, is that it's also about what, how you can deal with the consequences of what you're doing. So if you can deal with the consequences emotionally, physically, do you. If you cannot deal with the consequences, in other words, you sleep with someone, you get emotionally attached, you get upset, you know, then that's not a healthy thing to do if that's kind of your makeup. So... at the same time I also want to be a bit more like careful about this because there are some women who are not able to cope with with this they get attached immediately and it's not healthy so you really need to know that you can deal with the consequences of what you're doing emotionally as well as physically 
I also think that in this day and age that we live in, there was a time when you could be like, oh yeah, I'm going to meet this guy. Like my mom said, she said, we met our husband. We knew that was our husband. We knew we were going to spend the rest of our lives with them, but that's not the case now. It's so difficult to meet the one and you have to kiss so many frogs. You have to go through so many frogs in order to meet the one. So I think this body count thing needs to die. 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 <laughs> yep. Okay, so apparently we think all the caveats need to be added. <laughs> but actually, I haven't said everything I've said. Actually, I take back all the caveats. Whether you undo or not undo, whatever number it is, it doesn't really matter. Own it. Own it, girl. That's right. <laughs> JP, sorry, we didn't let you get a word in. What do you think? Uh, I've got a question, actually. So um, The answer is no. But <laughs> 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 well, being a woman, being a woman then, like how many, like when you meet up with a guy, um, if you found out that he had sex with 50 people, 100 people, 150 people, would that be a turn off for you? No. Not me. That's a proper double standard, isn't it? <laughs> I don't know. If I hear 50, I'm like, hmm. 150, I'm like, when did you find the time? How? How? <laughs> well, it depends on how old he is. If he's like 40, 40, 150, and maybe maybe he's been sexually abused since he was 20, so in 20 years. Time for all these calculations. Why I will be honest and double standard this thing. I would ask a question, not because I want to, I think he's a whore, because not that, but just because, like, I'm thinking to myself, are you a sex addict? Are you a sex, <laughs> one, are you sex, are you a sex, well, I don't know whether you're, if that's the question, but I'd be like, are you emotionally available at all? Like, are you, like, you know, just hopping around and you're not, like, stable? That would be my one kind of watch out. But maybe you just like having sex with people and just like keeping it moving anyway Absolutely. And that's, that's cool <laughs> but for me like i said you know it depends on your persona my persona is not in tune with that because i don't want to be number 151 you know before 152 so i don't tell you 150 you can count though <laughs> well who keeps count who keeps score? exactly exactly I'm just saying, I would want to, I would ask questions though. I'd want to know, like, are you still, are you still adding numbers? That's all. I'm just saying. <laughs> Y'all can judge. I don't care. I'm just saying. I just want to know, like. Uh, okay, so have we sufficiently answered your question, JP? Yeah. All right, then. So let me ask you a question. I know I'm not going to get an answer, so I'm just going <laughs> to. But for guys, as in, is this still a thing where if a girl comes out and says she's had sex with 150 men, is that a thing? Will that be an issue with men? I think um, there was a time where it used to maybe be, but it used to be for, for people in my circle. But now, I don't know, just kind of, I think it's just kind of fizzled out. You know, nobody really... Nobody's really bothered by that, I think. But I think it's because... Oh, yeah. Wait, so if the woman comes and says, like, you're 152, how does that make you feel? If a girl says that I'm number 152, then I'm like, no, my name's JP. That's, That's it. Not a good feeling. <laughs> wow. All right, all right, all right. All right. Okay, so... What? One last thing I must add is... Ideally, I think it would be a red flag if the person came up to you and told you, ah, actually, you're number 150 yeah. something. Because you're thinking, I don't want to be with somebody oh, that counts. Number. Yeah, there you go. And then, like, bragging, I'm not a number. This is what I was saying, ladies. You've come to the light. I'm just saying. You've come to the light. <laughs> anyway. All right, all right. So what do you all think of open relationships? So an open relationship being... You you go you, um, you and your partner have a committed relationship, but you're all right with stepping out, you know, for a little something something. Hell no, <clears throat> I don't share. I don't share my toys. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think um, both emotionally and sexually, I'm, I'm one of the most hurt person. So I can't. I can't. <laughs> I can't love two people. 
and I don't like having sex with two partners at the same time. So it's not going to work for me. So for me, if my partner came up to me and said that, I'll be like, no, and this relationship is over if that's what you want to do. Okay. But one will be love with your committed partner. The other one might just be... I said both. I said I can't do both. I can't be. I can't do sexual and emotional. Um, in both ways, I'm saying I'm monogamous both sexually and emotionally. Yeah. What about you? What about you? For me, no, I don't think I would want to be in an open relationship for one thing because I'm just like, if I'm having sex with one person, I'd rather not overlap with other persons. I don't think so. I don't think I would, but who knows? If Idris Elba decides to come, <laughs> I'd just be like, boo, just to take one for the team. <laughs> and I'll do it. Okay, no, I wouldn't, I think. But yeah, I don't know. You're not sure. I'm not. No, I don't think I would. I don't know. I'd like to say no, <laughs> that I I won't. And the freaky part of you thinks maybe. <laughs> it might not even be planned. Okay, no, plan, not planned. It's like just no fun. So the answer is no. Let's just move on. Anyway, JP, please answer. I mean, if we're talking relationship, like, I mean, first of all, what does um, a relationship mean? Like, you know, you guys are living together exclusive and then at, later on down the line, you decide let's do an open thing or do you kind of start seeing each other like not exclusively, but like, you know, you, you're spending a lot of time together and then maybe you get into a relationship and it's like your main person, but you still have this agreement with each other. Like, all right, we can still see other people, but yeah. So I think- I think cases, it's an agreement regardless of whether you made it exclusive or not, is in both cases is that some point in time in the relationship, the question arises whether you want to make the relationship open. Okay, I think if the relationship starts as not as being exclusive and then becomes open, I'm not really down for that. I think that's more of a, you know, kind of, I want to get out, but I want to see what's out there before I commit to ending this relationship. So do you mind if I go out there, play around a little bit, and if I realize that, I don't like anything out there. I'll just come back to you. That's what I kind of think it is when someone's okay. like, you know. What about someone... the other circumstance where you sort of start off, you haven't committed yet, but then. Then I think that's okay. I think that's okay. Like, you know, to be at like, a, a, you know, you're having fun. You enjoy the person's company. But there may be a couple other people that you enjoy their company. You know, you, you enjoy other people's company as well. So it's like, all right. Yeah, I think it's always best to kind of be maybe clear about it if the other person asks, be like, oh, by the way, just to let you know, this is where my head's at. You know, this is kind of my perspective on things. This is what I'm doing. Are you okay with that? And yeah. I, I mean, I think for me, as long as it's strictly sexual, I, I really don't mind. As long as it's strictly sexual and we're open with it, it's about trust. So if, you, if you're open with it and say that's what you want, if if in, based on the relationship I have with you, I, I think, yeah, it can be good. You've not given me any reason to distrust you. And you're saying, okay, it's only sexual, but we still have a you know, relationship. I really don't see a problem with it. But even, at, even on both sides, whether you start off exclusive or not, I genuinely feel that if you can communicate it and that's what you want at that time, as long as you can talk it through. Who are you texting? My therapist. You text with your therapist? Text, video chat, call? Yep. That sounds too easy. How did you find her? I just went to betterhelp.com slash save. She's a licensed therapist and it's all online. I connect when it's convenient for me and don't waste time driving anywhere. Plus it's affordable. I wonder if I should try it. It's great to talk to someone in confidence. She's helped me sort out quite a few things. And right now you save 10% off the first month when you go through betterhelp.com slash save. Betterhelp.com slash save. Got it. One thing that spreads farther and faster than COVID is love. Avoid close contact with people who are sick and don't gather in large groups. If you have symptoms, get tested and make sure you stay home as you await your results. Log on to spreadlovenotcovid.info. But don't you think that a strictly sexual relationship can lead to an emotional relationship Agreed. Well? It can. So there's it's, a danger there. Yeah, there's a danger in everything, though. I mean, you can you can be dating somebody and be exclusive and walk into somebody in the supermarket and you're attracted to, spend a bit more time with them and before you know it's slam bam, you know, or you can be have a colleague at work and, you know, it's, there are no guarantees. 
Oh, but I think, think so in a situation, is it both of you? Is it your partner and yourself? No, so or just to your me, partner? Um, if you're going to have a real open relationship, it needs to be mutually agreed and okay. signed. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I do understand that there's some of these um, open relationships where someone brings a partner into the room, so they're having like a three-way kind of open relationship. But I guess that works if the lady if it's i don't know i guess that works if one partner is bisexual I don't, I don't see how that would work because i i just think you need to maintain your own relationship with the person outside of your existing but relationship the, but the uh, i've seen interviews and um documentaries where that has worked where oh. they're two women one is the wife one is the girlfriend they're both sleeping with this guy or they're the three of them are sleeping with each other yeah okay so that's two women and a guy what if there's two guys and a woman I've heard of those as well. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 with an open relationship, what that signifies to me is sex outside the relationship. It's not, not about bringing inside, sex into bringing it. Into yeah. into I, I, I don't think, because the dynamics of human beings and how little nuances of conversation and actions can actually change your relationship with a person, introducing a third person into that, to me, is actually, that I consider a minefield. If you're just shagging somebody on the outside and coming home, hey. But what, what if, difference does it make? What if, yeah, what if your partner is just shagging one person, but they're in your life, but they're just not in your home? I have no problem. But oh, you just have a problem with them bringing this person into your because home. Because that means, when you say bringing in, then we're both sleeping with the person. Yeah. No, because but you, I don't want to sleep with that person. You don't have... Mm. What? I want to sleep with my own person. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's why we're getting <laughs> Oh, <laughs> Yeah, why, why the hell are you sharing it with this person then? Sharing what? You're sharing your toy. You're saying no, your toy. Get his toy. I'm going to get my toy and then, you know. Oh, I see. <laughs> Does it matter whether you're sharing the toy or you're not sharing the toys with each other? Does it matter? Because I think when it comes to another person... You can never, you can never know what's going to go on. You know, you said it, Keisha, that when it's another person that gets involved with your emotions, the only emotions you can be sure of is your own. So if you're with another person and then they say, I want an open relationship, they can say, oh, it's just sex. But you don't know what's going to happen. And neither do you know whether you're going to be in a relationship with somebody and then you're, you're sleeping with someone outside. You don't know what's going to happen there either. And the difference is, when you are in a relationship that is exclusive and you've made a choice to commit to each other is you're not looking for it. So you might meet somebody in the shopping aisle, but because you're in a relationship, you close your eyes and you keep walking. But because you say you're now open in an open relationship, then you allow yourself. I think it's a choice that we make. It doesn't happen to you. You make a choice. Next question. Let's talk about all these married men and women who still run Mm. What do y'all think about that? Really? That's just greedy. <laughs> That's just pure greed. You're married, you have each other. The, the, the pool outside is not even that much. And you want to leave your own kind of pond and jump back into the pool. That's just pure greed. Right? So, I'm sorry, I'm not for that. I will out any married friend of mine that is trying to jump back into the pool because they're shortening other people's rations. It's wrong. That's right. So if you're like married friend, to marry your, your friends with both of, both of them and one then starts trying to jump into the other pond, would you tell the wife? Uh, that's the difference. That's like, I don't want to get involved in people's marriages, so. I will tell him to sort himself out. I won't go and tell her because when they fix it, I'll be the Jezebel that tried to break up their marriage. I will uh, tell him. But even if she's your friend, like when you're talking, we're going to talk about asking. No, oh, sorry. no, that's not what she's asking. Okay, sorry. I'm just saying, I don't think it's a good idea to get involved in people's marriages. You don't know what's going on in there. I will tell the person that I saw to, to fess up. I'll give him a time limit. But, like I said, it's just pure greed. Hmm. Um, but what if they have an open relationship? What would you do? Oh yeah, you there, ask you a question, answer. <laughs> <laughs> As she said, yeah, not greed, but I personally, I don't think, I'd like to believe that I won't get involved with a married man, but sometimes bad things happen. And as a married woman, would you 
ever ever step out. But that's one thing you say you'd never do. Yes, I would never the idea do. is uh, everyone's ideal is I would never do it. I'd yeah. never cheat on my husband or my partner, but sometimes things just happen. But that's right. wrong. Oh, right? Let's right call it wrongly. It's, it's wrong. It's wrong. It's greed. Yeah, I know, but sometimes you just sometimes you don't plan it. You don't plan. How do you not plan it? You saw the ring on the finger. You still fell on the dick. How did you not plan it? <laughs> times one thing leads to another. Sometimes you slip and trip. Yeah. <laughs> also, it happens. And sometimes you don't even set out that okay. Do you know what? I'm going to sleep with this man today. It might just be oh, he's so funny. He's texting me ten times. <laughs> with a married man just own up and say I'm sleeping with a married man just because there is no mistake there is no I didn't know you might not know you might not if you did not know he was married that's a different thing some of these you are bad you are dangerous the point I'm trying to make is yes from a morality perspective you shouldn't do it but let's face facts sometimes you just End up accidentally on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, there's no accident. I'm not saying I'll do it. I'm not I know you're it. not saying that, but the idea that you have no control or willpower just baffles me. You know, women and men have choices, so you choose to do it. Exactly. It's not but you make bad choices sometimes. You make the wrong choices sometimes. Hold on, hold on. Let's let, let, let me ask the question in this way. So now that we think women are getting more sexually free, do we think that? women and men that are married are trying to take advantage of that or do you think it's just a case of it just want to hit and we don't want anything to do with that business i think a lot of, a lot of married men who go out just want to hit mm. unless because there are also these married couples online and i'm sure if you've been online dating you've seen the people say we're looking for someone to have sex with both of us okay mm. so they're, they're those but they're not cheating because they mutually agreed to pick someone online to have sex with mm. but i think cheating on someone is wrong and it's like fuck up why are you cheating but they're, they're these dangerous men walking around pretending they're online they're in the world they will say they're not married but they are and single girls who want a man fall for these men and they come and destroy your life and you don't find out i know a few girls who got gotten pregnant for a married man and haven't and didn't know until the baby came that the guy's like well i can't i can't really tell my wife that yeah well my baby mama and there's all that going on the demon but one thing i also want to address is the married women who go after the single girl who doesn't know that their husband is a bastard and starts going to fight the single girl rather than fighting their husband. Mm -hmm. I think that is so wrong and that annoys me so much. If your husband is cheating, then he owes you an explanation. The mistress, the single girl, or whoever doesn't owe you shit. So don't go and be beating up another woman because your husband is cheating. Go and deal with it in your house. That's all I have to say about that. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> Okay. Get it right though. High five. High five. I do. I do. Mm -hmm. I do. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think the reason why sometimes uh, women would rather go and fight the women is because they're afraid of uh, husband in a way, or they just, you know, they're scared of like, you know, if they have to confront their husband about this and actually like put the blame on him, then it means mm -hmm. that it's going to happen. Yeah. Probably. Just like. I don't want to be alone. That's it. I feel like a lot of people are, are just like that. I, I think. In regards to men as well, like the reasons to why they go out and cheat, I think, you know, one thing that um, we should do as men before actually getting into serious relationships is understand what our wants and needs are. Because I think when we know that, we can find the right person for us. Um, and we can find someone that's actually, you know, going to fulfill those wants and needs and someone that we can speak to and communicate with openly. Because when we can do that, then, you know, when a need, is, a need isn't being hit or a need isn't being, you know, satisfied for whatever reason, we can speak to our partner about it they can try and actually, you know, say, they can say something like, all right, I see that this is what you need, I'm going to try and do that more. And you can, you know, you can grow together in that way. But I feel like when the communication goes and the man has a need that he wants and he can't express that to his lover or, um, you know, to his other half, then what happens is he starts going out and trying to find that somewhere else. Why can't he be happy without talking to his partner? That's the point though, right? Because he finds it hard, he feels like... 
conversation, yeah. If he's like having this conversation with her, we probably make, may hurt her, may, may make her want to leave him, and he's not too sure if he wants that either. So but he's I'm kind not of. saying that because they don't have an excuse. So, because that, what I, I think, and I might be wrong here, I think more men cheat than women within a married relationship. And if that's the case, you can't use the excuse that they're not getting the communication because they're now married. This is not what you're yeah. not and they are married. I'm saying is that that's what's going on in the guy's head that makes them go out. That's one of the reasons that makes them go out. So I feel like we're getting some insider knowledge right now yeah. about how guys think. Do you think women are more modern and happy to own their own sexualities and sexual needs? Um, and, 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 and I ask that because, like, I think, you know, you've heard in the past that, you know, you, some women feel that they've been used or um, they, when they have sex with someone, they give something away or they're giving away their cookies, you know, or the honey or whatever. I mean, it... it do we think that these days sex is always mutual or do we think it's still a the woman is giving something up i think women need to own up to women need to own their own narrative i hate when a woman goes and sleeps with a guy and then she's like this guy used me how did he use you i i remember hearing a story of this girl who this guy had slept with her and no longer contacted her and then he contacted her and then she went to his house, and then they slept together, and then she goes, oh, he used me. Well, he did not use you. You wanted to have sex with him. You knew that he wasn't serious, but you didn't have the conversation. You took yourself to his house, and you had sex with him. So you need to own your narrative. Yes, you wanted to have sex with him. Nothing wrong with that. Have sex with him, keep it moving. I think we women need to own our narrative in, this, in that, yes, sometimes we have needs, and it might be with a boy who's not good for you, do it. Don't tell anybody. Keep it moving. You don't have to come and tell me that I used you. I don't care. I don't want to know. Own your narrative. Mm. I think on top of that, sometimes what happens is that women's expectations are different from the signs that are readily there. So you might meet a guy and he's already in his actions telling you that he just wants to have sex. But in your mind, you want, some, you want something more. And regardless of what the signs are telling you, like he doesn't call you, he's not there, you still go ahead and you sleep with him, and then he doesn't call you, and you're like, ooh, he used me. So I think, you know, to your point, sometimes the signs are there, but we women ignore them, we ignore them sometimes, because we so badly want to be with that guy, we think we can change him and make him better. I mean, that's just never going to happen. So I, I do think that women are now starting to be much more choiceful about their sexual needs being um unconditional about what they want knowing the difference between you know a guy that wants to sleep with you and a guy that wants to be with you and kind of knowing their own worth and kind of putting in some clear boundaries i think it's getting better but still sometimes we trade sex for you know for acceptance sometimes and that's why some women feel used at the end of the day because you've given more than you wanted to in, and you don't get what you want out of it so, do do you do you, do you understand why women sometimes feel used when they've um, had um, sex with a guy? And then, what do you think? Where do you think those feelings come from? That's quite an interesting one. Um, I think maybe it's a protective mechanism, you know, pinning the blame on him rather than maybe taking responsibility, like we said earlier. Um, yeah, I feel like that's probably the likely reason. From my perspective, anyway, I, again, I'm not really too sure, but if someone was to, you know, say, oh, I've been used by this guy, so it's like, you know, uh, like I've mentioned previously, you know, you're the one that went over there, you kind of knew the guy wasn't interested, um, you should have had the discussion. I think it's always in our control to have that conversation as to, you know, like, what is this? What are we doing here? Like, this is what I'm looking for, what are you looking for? And, you know, if you're up for just having a bit of a fling or whatever, then, you know, it's probably not necessary to have those conversations, but, yeah. you know, you can assume, you know, maybe you just assume that it's going to be that, that thing. Don't make assumptions. Do not assume. Mm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's what I love. Yeah. 
Let me ask you first. So if you met a woman that was very sexually adventurous, knowing that we all think that women are very modern, would you, would you, would that raise some questions to you? Um, or would you just like, okay, this is a good would that raise questions? No, I don't think so. I think I would be. I think I'd be. I would. Be, you know, when I'm on the roller coaster, I just like to get right, so. Decided to without 
asking me, just put his stinky lips on me and I, <laughs> I don't think I'm flowing out the sofa that quickly. I mean, I guess maybe he thought, I mean, he apologized and was like, oh, I thought you wanted so I'm like, no, we're not that kind of friend, we're just friends. So, yeah, so that was, yeah, that was most uncomfortable. Did we just ask you, let's ask you, Gaty, and answer then if you drop out. Uh, what was the last uncomfortable sexual encounter? So the one that comes to mind um, actually occurred uh, a few days ago. So it's something that I've... Uh, yeah, it's kind of pressure on my mind. I mean, we've been seeing each other for a little while and been friends for like maybe, I don't know, since last year or whatever. And um, kind of in this uh, open, you know, we'll see how it goes open kind of friends and benefits relationship kind of thing. So what ended up happening is uh, she came over, we were smoking some weed and just had uh, dinner on the carpet. And um, <laughs> and we were just laying on our backs, just listening to some really good music and just like appreciating it. And then anyway, um, I got too high. I was very, very high. And we started to continue climbing. I didn't know how much weed she put in the joint. She rolled it. And then um, we took it. And then anyway, we took it to the bed. And then once we got to the bed, you know, went on the search for condoms. And as I went on the search for condoms, I got distracted because I was so high that I had like goldfish memory. And so I was looking through my condom bag and I was like, wait, what am I here for again? <laughs> and this is my wash bag. And I was just like, oh wait, I'm here for condoms. And I was looking, I couldn't find any of the good ones. And I was just like, oh shit, I'm gonna go to bad ones. And then I picked up all the bad ones and then I got distracted by something that was in my wash bag. And I was like, oh, I didn't know this was in here. And I started searching for it. And then meanwhile, I turned on the light as well. And I looked back at the bed and she's just laying there like, what the fuck? <laughs> so I'm like, oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> We're having sex. <laughs> so I go back to the bed. And when I go back to the bed, I put like all the bad condoms like by the side. And I'm just like, I couldn't find any of the good condoms. <laughs> She's like, what was all that in your hand? I was like, oh, they're the condoms that I don't like. And then, we started, and then I started this conversation about something I can't even remember. And um, <laughs> I know it's completely unrelated. I think it was actually about a movie. <laughs> so this, so this was happening, and then I was laying there, and then we ended up just cuddling. Into the mud. <laughs> I passed out. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> uh, so we had a really good meal. It was looking really romantic. We had the right sun. Even though the balcony fairy lights on, it was just this really nice kind of summer evening vibe. And then, um, yeah, I went and fucked up by getting too high for forgetting what, what, what the fuck I was doing. You understand you roll your own joint, so you know exactly how much shit is in it. Yeah, yeah, for sure, 100%. And then anyway, I woke up in the morning and then she was a bit cold shouldered thing and I was like, oh, everything okay? And she was like, do you remember what happened last night? And I was like, yeah, kind of. Um, like, were we supposed to be having sex? And she was just like, yeah, yeah, that wasn't even the worst thing. And I was like, oh, that wasn't even the worst thing. <laughs> she was like, yeah, you completely blue-booed me. And I was like, oh, okay. The blue-booed is like, you know, And I was just like, what, because we didn't have sex? She was like, to be honest, it wasn't because of that, it's because like actually we were getting into a deep conversation but then you forgot what we were even talking about. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like, oh, okay, that's actually a surprise. So we laughed about that a little bit, um, but yeah, she was genuinely frustrated over the conversation rather than the actual uh, sex part of it, which was kind of a bit, you know, it was a bit strange to hear. But anyway, we will be uh, rectifying that. Yeah, you need, you need to rectify that, JB. Please. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> yes. I know. So this evening, uh, planning on setting that straight. <laughs> it's about to go down. Oh, you. <laughs> I can put some plastic on that carpet so they get messy or some shit. <laughs> <laughs> Casually, and then he started stalking me, and 
times <laughs> when I say stalking, he just kept on calling me. Like, he would call me like 10 times in one minute. And he just started being really soppy. You know those kind of guys that are like, oh, why do you love me? And yeah. I was like, I started thinking to myself, why did I have sex with this guy? Oh my God. And then I realized that I didn't have sex with him. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> I Imagine though if I had sex with him, how he would have proposed to me. He did kind of propose to me and we hadn't even. Uh, yeah, it was crazy. <laughs> wow. <laughs> have I, have I, okay, um, my most uncomfortable role was. So then I um, I'm living with flat and. Upstairs of the there's a zone we don't picture right now. So the upstairs flat has a neighbor that I've been sort of eyeing, and he was he really looks the part. Like you know when you tick all the boxes and everything. So he can run you up and down, run you up and down. So you know one day I invited him over for coffee. <laughs> and, um, Actually, it wasn't coffee. She said she couldn't open the jar in her kitchen, so she asked him to come in for coffee. He was quite tall, and because I'm so I used to step in the chip, so I was like, so in my own mind, I had a one track mind. I wasn't really, really well, interested in any of them. So here I was, while he was standing around me, I was looking for what am I going to stand on? It's like, I just walked through the <laughs> So he managed to maneuver himself to near the table, so, ah, me, I'm on it. I was like, so, you know, I level, I level it to him, hey, now I'm talking. So how are you? How are things? So the guy looks like now. So immediately, you know, so we started kissing, and then it was like, oh! and then he just moved me up right. Don't be like, oh God, how do I back up from this now? No, I actually said, <laughs> she said that. I did. And I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry, you know, like, but I wouldn't try it again. So I hopped off the table. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, I get to get You give me a walk on that flat. Damn. That's when you saw each other. You know, you know, just like a two side. I thought we were bad. You should feel bad. Damn. Ruby, have you, have you done yours? No, um, there's been so many. I've been trying to think of the one that is the least awkward and gosh, it's like a tie. Um, <laughs> so I remember this time that, um, this is way back. So, um, I, I was in uni at the time and I was dating this guy. But I had like kind of gone off him. I thought, oh, this guy's boring. And there was another guy that I had my eye on. But we hadn't had the talk to say that, look, we're not doing this thing anymore. And he always used to kind of hang out in my apartment. And I was like, oh, gosh, I just want to get rid of this guy. Like, you know, I was really like terrible girlfriend. I'd never do that again. But at the time, I was like, I just want to be really horrible so he can just leave. But he just wasn't getting the signs. It's like the more mean I was, the more interested he was in hanging around. But meanwhile, there was somebody else that I had my eye on, like really badly. And so I remember this day that um, the current boyfriend was in my ha- was in my apartment we were watching TV and I was just, just really grouchy. Anyway, the, the, the perspective gives me a call and I'm like, ooh, exciting, nice. So in I was in the corridor chatting to him and the guy's like, I'm coming to your place and I'm thinking, hmm, how do I get rid of this um, other guy? So I came up with this really stupid story about how my brother was coming to see me. Um, and he wouldn't be, he wouldn't like the fact that there was a guy in my place. So the guy kind of, the boyfriend leaves and he gives me this look like, I know what you're doing. Hurry up to kind of get ready for the new guy because I'm like, I'm going to rock his world. Like he's going to declare for me right now. So anyway, <laughs> um, I get a bottle of wine um, and I'm not a heavy drinker. Or at the time I wasn't a heavy drinker. So anyway, the guy comes, he also brings a bottle of wine. We're, 
drinking, we are kissing, and everything is going well. But I'm not like keeping an eye on how much I am drinking. Um, and then the next thing I know, he kisses me and I throw up in his face. <laughs> and take an extra 20% off amazing gifts for everyone on your list with your coupon or Macy's card. That's on top of already great savings in-store and online. Plus, shop extended store hours through Wednesday and get contact-free curbside pickup or pickup in-store. And now's the time to spend your Macy's money. Use it on anything, no merchandise exclusions. There's still time to get a great gift today at Macy's. Savings off sale and clearance prices, exclusions apply. Details at macy's.com slash macy's money. Hey, which glasses look better on me? Oh, what's this? Zenny's 3D Virtual Try-On. Pretty cool, right? Hmm. Uh, I don't know about the purple cat eyes. I think they're fun. What about these tortoiseshell glasses? Or these rimless sunglasses? Oh, what about these clear frames? Wait, are those prices real? Do they have glasses for men? Yep. They also have affordable blue light glasses. Seriously? At those prices? Get them all. I like where this is going. Zenny.com. Quality prescription glasses starting at $6.95.